Welcome to Playgrounding, a podcast, blog, and YouTube channel all designed to help you learn to love yourself, own your thoughts, and have some fun. Welcome back to Playgrounding. I'm your host, Kara Stortfortier, and on the show this week, we are going to have Stacy Newman Weldon. She's a close friend as well as a coach and teacher at AdventureWednesdays.com. Then on The Real Right Now, we'll take the next step in meditation with rain, and we will learn that our emotions don't care about us and we shouldn't be letting them run our lives. There was an amazing article that came out in Psychology Today just this last week, just in time for this segment, so I can't wait to share it with you. But first... Let me introduce you to Stacey Newman Weldon. She is so inspiring to me, not just because she's a friend, um, but she created her own path to change. And she changed her perspective from life is hard to life is fun. It all started because she followed some advice she had received to start taking herself out on adventures. Now, this was about 10 years ago, and she says her shift in perspective started out with baby steps, which you'll hear all about in a few minutes, but this whole process for her eventually developed into what is now her company, Adventure Wednesdays, and her adventure attitude has led her to a great many other things, including a romance with her adventure partner, as she calls him. Um, She also attended Burning Man at age 50, and now she has Adventure Wednesdays, where she helps women who feel disconnected, stuck, or numb to shift their perspectives and see life through an adventure lens. And over this last year, um, she has done that for me, and I just can't even say how much I appreciate her. So, Let's go and meet Stacy. Stacy, it's finally time. Hey, Kara, how are you? I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> <laughs> We've only been doing this, like talking about this for like, what, a year? Well, who knows? Time is irrelevant. <laughs> Time is irrelevant. Exactly. Well, I have to introduce, like, you have the most beautiful bio, but I'm going to start first, though, with my own little way of introducing you okay. because I met Stacy at the Burning Man Regional Conference. Not, no, sorry, at the Burning Man Global, Global Leader Conference. Conference. Leadership Conference. And we just literally ran into each other in a hallway. It was, is, is that? Exactly. We were between uh, conferences and I saw on your name tag something about playgrounding and I was like, she seems fun. (laughs) It was so funny. Well, because for the longest time, I didn't really have anything but playgrounding, like regular other times of work except freelancers. I'm like, I'll put this on here. And lucky for me, because I got to meet Stacey Newman Weldon at this conference and every single week for the last year and a half, with a few exceptions, we've talked to each other on the phone. Yes, we've had our weekly mastermind calls, and it doesn't matter that we are separated by a continent. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's meant a lot to me um, getting to talk to you. Um, so so now to the real business here. Your goal in life is to help people. You have taken your own life from life is hard to life is fun. What does that mean for you? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> 
It, it actually, it, it is one of those things. Um, the way I started Adventure Wednesdays was I had gone, you know, I'd hit a rock bottom and I'd gone through some really, really dark times. And as I, you know, found um, all sorts of new ways to look at life, I was given the advice to take myself out on adventures. And of course, I originally freaked out being a mom and um, with young kids and a you know, responsibilities and a corporate job and all that stuff. Um, I couldn't just, you know, go, you know, adventure to me was what a lot of people think of as adventure travel, like the extreme adventures going backpacking in Nepal. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there was no way I could do that. So I actually went back and the advice was refined, thank goodness, to no, no, just take yourself out on little adventures to, you know, um, you know, discover more, more things like, locally. And I was like, okay, I can do that. And I started on a Wednesday because that was actually the one night I did not have my kids. They were with their dad. Hmm. And I, you know, worked in New York city, which is one of the most exciting cities around. Yes, it is. And I had never really explored it. And so I started taking myself out after work and exploring new uh, and, you know, explore, you know, just exploring New York City. But it started very small with just walking a new way home, you know, or to, to Grand Central from my office. And I did that thing. I went out and I just sort of went with the flow of the traffic lights. And if I, if I felt like my body says, oh, let's just, you know, cross the street here versus crossing the street there, I did it. And by doing that, I actually discovered a cute little restaurant and that I'd never seen before. And I said, okay, my next adventure, I'm taking myself out there. And so that was just how it started was just by taking a different way home. And I got to see the city differently and started finding new things because my mission really became was I needed to find what I found fun. For so long, I was a, a people pleaser, probably my entire life. I was, you know, making others happy. Um, so I would just do what they found fun and it would be fun for me. I wasn't saying I would, I had a joyless life doing this, mm-hmm. but it was never like, what do you want to do? It was more like, Oh, what do you want to do? We're going to go skiing. Okay, let's go skiing. I'm not a skier. I get cold really fast. <laughs> um, so that, that was it. That was why, why the advice was given to me was to go, you know, to have adventures was really to find out what I liked to do. So I, went out and, and, you know, I went and tried, um, you know, that new restaurant. And in my head, that, that, that was one of my other first real adventures was taking myself to that restaurant. It wasn't the fact that I went to the restaurant alone because I'm in sales. I'm used to going out um, and, and traveling on business and having dinner alone. But I went with the purpose that I was going to meet somebody, like make new friends or just put myself out there more socially. And I failed miserably. <laughs> it was, you know, I you sat mean? at the bar and I, I talked to the bartender and, and, you know, and whose job it is to talk to the patrons, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I didn't meet anybody in that bar. But what I learned from it was that's not what I find fun. I am not good at going out to noisy bars because I have slight hearing issues. Mm-hmm. And so I can't hear people talk and, it's not easy making connections with people you have something in common when you're just showing up at a random bar. So that, so I learned a serious lesson. So I started finding other things to do. Like 
I took a belly dancing class, which I absolutely found hysterical. I love and, it. And it's great. And everybody there has curvy figures. So, I, you know, one of the lessons I learned was like body acceptance. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, amazement that at this new art form, you know, new to me, but this ancient art form. Um, but I also went, you know, I, I made a connection with another person who was there and we, you know, a woman and we were having fun and it was just great laughing, Ugh. you know, that kind of thing. So I've, you know, I, ha- I'm not, I have not turned into a belly dancer, but I <laughs> love belly dancing. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Well, it, I mean, just one of the biggest lessons for you to learn is actually one of the biggest lessons we that so many people go through and never figure out is what do I, what do I want to do? Right. You know, like just the fact that you actually did something with that information when somebody said you should figure out what you want to do. I remember when somebody asked me that question several years ago and I just immediately the lump formed in my throat because I didn't know how to answer it and I just burst into tears. Mm-hmm. Cuz I I hadn't really asked myself that question and I didn't really have time that belonged to me. I desperately wanted to help other people or you know, I was in the same boat as a people pleaser. So that's a huge lesson by itself that I feel like is part of the inspiration when I read Adventure Wednesdays, your blog, um, is just knowing that background that you didn't, you, because I feel like I, because as a people pleaser, and I would look around at other people and think, oh, well, they're, they're not like me, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm weird. And those people are adventurous and I'm not. So, oh, well, I guess I'll just, you know, but then yeah. I look at you and go, if Stacy can do that. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah. that's exactly how, oh, how like the whole, why it became my business, you know, mm-hmm. my mission in life to help others is because, you know, as I was doing it, I'd like to, you know, share, share um, what I'm up to. And so I would post on, you know, on Facebook every Wednesday and p- people, um, from all over would would tell me in various ways that they really enjoyed reading what I was up to and this they started being inspired to do their own adventures like they wouldn't call it adventure Wednesday but they're like oh look I went on this adventure and did blah 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 and I was mm-hmm. like there's that word adventure exactly. <laughs> they were fa- following me you know so it, it 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 was fun to know that that my journey um helps other people. And also, you know, because I've been doing this now, probably about nine, 10 years, um, I, I have developed, you know, a lot of really solid life lessons. You know, I mean, I call, you know, my mission to help people, you know, flip the, the way of looking at things. I have a whole toolbox of, of ways to try new things, you know, so it's not just one solid, okay, you have to do it this way or the highway. It's what works for you. And, you know, so like I have, um, I've developed, you know, my, my, um, like my 10 core tips of, of how I come up with adventures. And one of them is baby steps, you know, one adventure builds on another. So for me, you know, as you can see, my first adventure was just walking home a different way, which showed me a restaurant. So my next adventure built upon that and I went to a new restaurant. Mm-hmm. That and you know, and obviously since that failed, I built on that adventure and you know, um, tried other things. So to me, it's like one adventure builds on another. Mm-hmm. And it, but it's all you know, it, it's not like the one great big giant leap. I didn't ditch everything and buy a backpack and go to Nepal. Yeah. 
that's not for me. I mean, and I have met a woman who's like, but that's exactly the adventure I want. And it's so funny, like seeing her now, she did, I helped her do a vision board. And it was so funny. She showed up with her vision board with the entire National Geographic, the entire magazine glued to it. <laughs> and, awesome. and it is. And fast forward a year later, she's talking about all these different trips she's going on or going to go on, you know? So in reality, having that entire magazine made sense. But at the time I was like, come on, that's not baby steps. But for her, (laughs) it was one adventure building another. She was already used to traveling, but she had traveled with her, her then husband for a long time. And her new adventure was doing it by herself. Wow. So it was, it was just fantastic to see that, you know, that shift that, that she thought she had to be with this guy to do it. And then she realized she didn't. And mm-hmm. she's having an, you know, an amazing global experiences. <laughs> exactly. And, and it's funny because when I think about when somebody's in that place where they are just like, like tearfully going, I can't do anything. Baby steps is the best advice. And I know when you first introduced me to it, I felt kind of the way that I feel when I see a lot of Pinterest posts about go take on your life and meh, like look, put on your little like flower crown and go to the beach and skip and have like a, an amazing photographer take a picture of you and make everybody feel bad. <laughs> um, but like, but also at the same time, you're also saying once you start those baby steps, don't underestimate what you could possibly be doing for adventures later on. Like once you let yourself, once you open that cage, yeah, like all bets are off. You can see what you really are made of. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also that's when when you let go of the outcome too. Is that um, things the the opportunities, the possibilities open up, mm-hmm. and and when you start going oh look there's this adventure and you realize what it is you want to try then you try it and more things open up in that path and that's what's really cool is that if you don't say like okay today i think i'm going to have an adventure you know um uh what would be a good adventure at somebody's like <laughs> going to a restaurant and trying a new food yeah um and if they open themselves up they might be actually go to that restaurant and the owner might, you know, decide to say, you want to try new things? Wait, my chef wants to test this out, Mm -hmm. you know, and you might be, you know, so it's like, wait, I didn't plan this. It's like, that's, that's the spontaneity of it all is being open to what might show up. That's awesome. Well, and and it's funny because when I, um, you do classes and we don't have any available right at the moment, but when you do start again, I kind of want to give an example of like the thing that, really blew my mind about your work. And if you don't mind, would it be okay if I gave a little trade secret and just gave an example of what I learned from, for a baby step from you? Sure. <laughs> coach, Because you right. really are an yeah. amazing coach. Okay. Well, well the, uh, the course that Kara is talking about, just so your audience knows what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. It, I have a, a seven week course that is called develop your sense of adventure through the six senses. So we talk about how, you know, through the, the, you know, talk about how you shift your attitudes through different ways. So go ahead, Kara, tell me your story. Okay. Well, when I first met you, it was right after the Global Leadership Conference, you had started a course and I wasn't able to join the whole thing. It was right before Burning Man, which for both of us is just in a crazy time. Um, and I just wasn't able to do it. It was my mayor year of Gigsville. And <laughs> so, but I did get to do one of them. I remember I looked at the worksheet. And I was kind of stunned for a second 
because I'd already talked to you. So I knew the main concepts. So I'm looking at this worksheet and it's saying to think of things that you don't like to smell. And I was like, what? Okay. And I'm like, you mean anything outside my door? Because I live next to a train yard, um, <laughs> do- <laughs> dog poop, you know, so I'm just kind of going down this list and, and um, like, okay. And then it was things, what do you like to smell? And I started thinking of things like that. And then I started, you started asking about memories of smells. And I was like, oh, Breaking bread, baking things, baking. Oh, I love the smell of the ocean. My husband hates the smell of the ocean. That's so funny that he doesn't like that wonderful smell. And just I started going on this little, this this little rumination of things that I like to smell. And then when you started talking about doing adventures based on those things, it had never occurred to me in years and years, like over 10 years, to visit the beach because – I was a San Diego kid and I was at the beach all the time, but I live in Los Angeles now. I still, I never go to the beach. Um, I also stopped baking years ago because I was so scared of calories and I just decided to, I'm going to bake something and I'm going to go to the beach. And that next weekend, my husband was out of town and I decided to go take, do a little like budget hotel or motel up in Ojai. And then I took my dog to the beach in Ventura and I was like, just, I was blown away by the fact that I was there at all. Like that, the baby, <laughs> the babiest baby step was bake something. Cause I still had all my baking stuff. And so I was like, but it had been years. But when I really realized something new was happening for me based on what I was learning from you was that I was at the beach with my dog. I was barefoot in, in the water. And I just thought this is all it took for me to have this little bit of joy here and just be somewhere that I'm so happy to be, you know, yeah. um, I just, I wanted to say that example because as a baby step, you know, you kind of wonder what, what could a baby step be for you? It was take a new route from home, you know, in LA it's a little bit harder cause you don't actually like, it's just concrete and taillights. Um, you could stop somewhere on the way home maybe or something, but those baby steps really did something for me. And I just want to thank you for that. Cause it kind of started heading me in a new direction. Exactly. But that's exactly what was supposed to happen. Exactly. <laughs> so yes, the people that you've helped, I'm sure, have lots of stories like that. Yeah. Yeah. It is it is every and everybody, yeah. It it is great what finding out after the course what it, what like the sticking thing that, that helps them shift and that stays with them that like becomes their new tool mm-hmm. in their toolbox. And, you know, and I, you know, I have to admit, I'm not perfect. I I go through a lot of rough times too. And that's why, you know, adventure really works because it's also, you know, you you start to find things that your fears, fears and things that make you scared. And, you know, that's the risk, you know, um, of trying things. And it's, but it's also like, like when you flip your mindset, instead of saying, you know, I'm going to stay in this bad mood, you start to say, well, I wonder what would happen if I did this. Or I wonder, you know, it's also, I, you know, what lesson am I going to learn from going through all this stressful stuff? Or yeah. how can I flip the way I look at this stress and say, you know, and, and often that's one of the things I have to do is like, not call it stress, but call it a lesson to be learned. Mm-hmm, yeah. And it makes it a lot easier and, and I can loosen up and then, you know, I'm not a pile of, of crying, you know, in a, in a puddle on the floor crying. I'm actually being able to do normal things again. Um, 
and, you know, and then even going the next step and, and, um, letting go of the stress and having fun. Yeah. And you know, what you just made me feel, think was like when we're stressed and they talk about how we're, we have those animal responses, you know, the fight, flight, or hide. But imagine if the animal responses were happening in a cage, if we're a caged animal feeling all of these same things and we don't have the ability to run, we don't have the ability to fight. I feel like, I feel like the stress that we all feel right now, when we get that fight, flight, or hide kind of thing, we don't even feel like we have a choice. We just mm-hmm. feel trapped and we just feel overwhelmed and just want to shut down, you know? And it, But what you're saying is, take it and do something else with it. Right. It's right. Really cool. um, yeah. Because we can't live with that kind of cortisol. And also, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, as like you're going, you're, you're having gone to the beach and actually moved. That is also one of the ways of letting go of stress and having fun. Like, you know, and that's why I like hanging out with you because you're like, we're all about play. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things I decided to do this summer, cause I went and spent a little time in the, in San Diego, just an, a day, just went down there. And I just thought, oh my goodness, I used to boogie board all the time. There wasn't a week that went by. I kept beach things in my car because I just would, you never knew when I might just go to the beach. And so I decided this year to take some surfing classes. Oh, wow. That's my big goal for the summer because it's a little bit of a drive. I mean, but I'm in LA, so going to Malibu takes like two hours. But (laughs) I'm doing it because that was something that brought me so much joy. And I still want to do it just because I'm a grown-up doesn't mean I can't go do the things that turned me on when I was 17. So, (laughs) (laughs) No, exactly. Exactly. It was um, really funny. I was – you know, we've had a pretty mild winter here in New York. Mm-hmm. And during one of the nice days, I went for a walk in one of the local parks. And there was a swing set that I didn't remember having seen there before. You know, it's been a while since I've been to this park. Mm-hmm. And so I decided I had to go play. Aww. And I went on that swing set. And it was the funniest thing because as I was swinging, two more adults came and joined me. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. That makes me so happy. <laughs> Oh my God. Oh, speaking of adults playing and swing sets, the first thing I thought of was Burning Man, um, which is how we met in the first place. I've also been very inspired by what you do at Burning Man. Um, you are a member of, and actually a, a very active member of one of the largest camps at Burning Man, Costume Cult um, out mm-hmm. of New York. And also you make art pieces. Last year, you brought a beautiful art piece out to the playa. And right. uh, I, I call them adventure mobiles. Adventure mobiles. They were, um, they looked like the bright yellow taxi cabs of, um, you know, iconic, t- you know, New York City, yep. yellow checker cabs, which actually they don't drive the streets anymore. But I had the yellow cabs, I had a black town car, and then I made a quote unquote um, Tesla SpaceX rocket because he had, he had pretended to make, you know, he shot, no, he actually shot a Tesla out into space. Uh, I know, so crazy. <laughs> and since um, the Tesla guy is also a burner, I thought it'd be very funny to make a, you know, add that as like the, the futuristic cab. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I just, yeah, dis- discovering Burning Man was definitely the beginning of a new era for me in my life. That was almost seven years ago now, six, seven years ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, when did you start going? Um, it was, I've been to five burns mm-hmm. in a row. So I started in 2014. And uh, in 2016 was the first time I went for Build Week. Mm-hmm. Um, and my 
uh, boyfriend or adventure partner, as I prefer to call him. Awesome. We're of a certain age where he's no longer a boy and I'm not a girl. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a woman, goddammit. <laughs> yes. um, anyways, I call him my, my adventure partner. Anyway, he's he's been the build lead. So we have both like grown over the past five years with our our accessing our creativity and you know trying out new things and mm-hmm. and and then even growing into leadership roles which has been just fantastic. Awesome. And you did a talk at Center Camp this last year. I did. That was uh, another adventure because I am I was <laughs> very afraid of speaking in public. I mean, I granted, you know, and this is the funny part is that, you know, I've been in my corporate life I was I was in ad sales. So of course I gave presentations on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. But I prefer to doing just the one one on one kind of presentations because it's easier to be flexible that way. Yeah. But group presentations I I I had a really hard time with. And I you know it's like I know I could go back to throughout my history from my middle school science um fair presentation where I like was was so nervous my hand was shaking and Mm -hmm. people were laughing at you know whatever it was I was holding that was shaking um so I yeah so I I knew I needed to overcome this fear of public speaking and uh Burning Man offers the the perfect opportunity they have a whole speaker series yeah and so I signed up and I did not do perfectly but I did well and I enjoyed it. And uh, so I think I, you know, I can't say I completely have lost the fear of public speaking, (laughs) but I made it into an adventure and I've learned lessons and I've actually ended up having, um, actually having a lot of fun. It looked like it. I mean, I love the blog post you wrote that came out of it. Um, A gentleman got up and asked you a question about outcomes and I wouldn't mind if you would sort of elaborate on that a little bit. And you actually wrote about this speaking experience and this particular question. Um, could you talk a little bit about that? Uh, about letting go of the outcome? Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's part of you know the, the philosophy of, of um, you never know what's going to happen. Like you can't plan exactly what's going to happen. So it's you, you let go of it and you and you open yourself up to the wonder of what will show up. And so he was like asking me, what did I expect? Like, where did he think all my adventures were going to lead me? Mm-hmm. You know, what was my career path or what was um, where did I want this to take me? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm going to let go of the outcome. It's like I would like it to go here. But I don't know if that's where, it, you know, one adventure after another is going to take me to. Um, so it was, it was like, I had to, I I basically told him the, my answer was, I don't know where it's going to take me. I had to let go of what, what I wanted and be open to the possibilities, be open to the opportunities. I know that I want to keep spreading my mission Mm -hmm. and it's sort of letting go of the how, you know, it's like, I want to help, help a lot of people flip their mindset and have, so there's more people having fun Mm -hmm. and enjoying life instead of being stressed out or, you know, in the rat race, but, um, you know, flipping their attitude so that they're enjoying going to their job or doing, you know, finding what it is that they want to make on their own. 
and I don't know where that exactly is going to take me. Yeah, because letting go of the outcomes, I think, and I talked about on the last episode about joy and play and love and the similarities between these things and how important it is to think about it the way we think of love, that you have no idea what's going to happen. It's almost like there's, it's, in love, you have a dance partner, you have a person and that you're interacting, that you're bouncing off of. And I feel like, I don't know if I'm going too far here, but I feel like there's this mysterious part of who I am that I don't know, that mm-hmm. I am trying to understand, that I'm trying to let loose on the world, um, the adventurous part of who I am, maybe the child, maybe the, when I was frustrated about playgrounding, thinking I didn't know where it was going to go, what it was going to do. Um, but as I'm learning to be a child, with again, with awe and wonder at the world as a grown-up, the mo- I realized that that child never went anywhere, that I mm-hmm. still had this I still had this adventurous spirit that I still had these eyes that were looking at things going, Ooh, I wonder how that works um, and accessing that. So when I think about comparing play and adventure and joy to something like love, I think of it as I'm meeting this other part of myself and I'm falling in love with that part of myself again. And just like in falling in love with another person, you can't force them into something. You can't force an outcome. And I just want to coax that person out of me. I want to coax that joy, coax that fun, and go on adventures and get to know her and play and have fun. And I have no idea where it could lead. Um, And the more I try to control it, because I feel like what I really wanted when I was having really bad anxiety, as we talked so many times, just I just wanted relief. I just wanted to feel better. But now I just want to see what's in store. I just want to see what I'm capable of. Yeah, well, I, and you said that it's it it is oftentimes a matter of needing that that you feel unsafe, and so you feel the need to control. And when you when you open up and become your authentic self, which is like you're saying, your inner child, you know who that person is that remembers adventures and fun and play and joy. Mm-hmm. That's your true self. That's your authentic self. But you know, so often society puts all these conditions and fears and and things on us that we sort of lose that person. And that's, that's also who I was trying to find when I was taking myself out on adventures. Mm -hmm. What do I like? What do I find fun? And also, like you were saying, to fall in love with myself. And when you do become your authentic self, and you do truly like who you are, and love who you are, then you're going to attract that other person or persons, you know, Mm -hmm. um, who will love you for that. Yes. Um, and, and, and it just means more adventures. I mean, that's one of the reasons I, I like calling it an adventure partner because we're still our two individual selves, but we're having fun together. Oh, that's awesome. And building things once against that either. But, but it is. I mean, letting go of the outcome and, and telling him, I don't know, it feels like an unsafe thing to say mm-hmm. that because it's a big question mark and... I don't know if I'm going to have a roof over my head and I don't know if I'm going to, you know, be going back to burning me. And I don't know this, but what I do know is that I trust myself enough Mm -hmm. that I'll, I'll have a good attitude towards it. And I'm not going to try to control the outcome Mm -mm. because that control keeps my authentic fun self 
hidden. Yes. I think that if there's anything that I could think of as a quote unquote outcome, which it's not really an outcome, it's just like you said, the good attitude, your new attitude approaching life. And and I feel like the biggest shift for me has been that the voices inside my head, when I try to take them from, from crazy, hating myself, criticizing myself, assuming things about other people, all of those things... The, the voice inside my head is increasingly becoming the wise friend who is also this, this little girl with a wide-eyed wonder. So <laughs> and, I, I wanted, and that, that for me, if, if for my mental health, that's been, it, you know, the best, I should say benefit instead of outcome is that now when I do take on the world and whatever outcomes happen, I have this amazing bag of tricks, um, ways to approach situations. And speaking of that, you have something on your blog. Your blog comes out every week, even in the middle of right now, you're selling a house, which I don't know how (laughs) you're even still standing right now. Um, But you also have 10 tips um, for adventure as well. And that's something people could find on your website if they sign up for your mailing list. Is that correct? Yes, I, I have. I it's a freebie. It's a one sheet down uh, downloadable sheet that you know is based on how I look at life. That's been created over the past you know nine ten years of having adventures. Mm-hmm. I distilled down what were the things that really helped me go, and so the yes the the um, when you go to my website www.adventurewednesdays dot com. Make sure it's plural with an S. Um, you'll see the blog there, and then there'll be um, an opportunity to sign up for my weekly emails. Every comes out every Wednesday, and when you sign up, you get the the ten tips to develop an adventure attitude. And I give you the the ten areas that I feel are really what are helpful for you shifting your mindset. And often my weekly blogs are often based on things that I've done, but I try to keep it to, you know, help inspire you based around those 10 tips, mm-hmm. um, you know, so that you can see how baby steps works or how having courage works or, you know, letting go of the outcome works in real life so that you can inspire it and apply it to your own life. Great. I can't wait to see more of that. And wow. Well, I guess you should get back to all of your house selling work, but I have just so appreciated you taking the time to do this with me uh, today as I get playgrounding back off the ground. And I have you to thank for a lot of that for this past year as my, my, uh, my mastermind, we've had our own little mastermind of two. And it's meant a lot to me to have I mean, I have a lot of people in my life, but I didn't have anyone who understood what I was trying to do. And I think it's really important to find our, you know, our partners out there in the world. And not everyone has to understand what our work or our ambition, but it's just such a gift to actually have someone who does. And um, so, you know, we can share things about blogging that none of my friends that would make their eyes glaze over. And it's just great. (laughs) So, and I love it because we've, we've recently decided to call our little mastermind group, the Spark group I think you said yes yeah, <laughs> because it sparks ideas for both of us and I'm just really appreciate having you in my life so thank you so and because much. you and I are both igniters yes. <laughs> we're going to ignite other people to play and have adventures in their life absolutely thank you so much thank you Kara <laughs> hey.
Fifty new emails. I shouldn't be eating this. Is this job even going? They're gonna think I'm such luck. It's just end of the deadline. Wait! What's real right now? Today on The Real Right Now, we are going to talk about step two of meditation with rain. I'll recap the four steps again without the meditation music this time because that would be lame if I did it twice in a row. Anyway, we're going to dive into what it means to accept our feelings, which can be a lot easier said than done, like so many of the things that I want to talk about on this podcast. But again, before I start, I need to say that I am not a mental health professional. Um, And in the reel right now, I'll be sharing tools and tips that are helping me along the way, along with links in the show notes to books and teachers that I learned from. So today in playgrounding.com slash 43, I will also be linking like I did last week to Tara Brock's website. I think she has some great resources on meditation with rain, a little bit different from mine. There are a lot of variations in it, but you can find more information from her on a lot of this at tarabrock.com slash rain. That's T-A-R-A-B-R-A-C-H.com slash rain. So here are the four steps. First is R, recognize your feelings. Next, allow or accept that this is how you feel. Accept your feelings, just allow them to be there. That's what we're going to talk about today. I is for investigate. And that means what do you notice? What do you think these feelings tell you about yourself, about what you believe about yourself or others? Um, Limiting beliefs, perhaps, that are holding you back and making you less effective. Um, Anyway, N is for nurture. Nurture yourself. If you are sharing feelings with a wise friend or mentor who loves you unconditionally, what do you think they would say to you? What would you say to a friend you love unconditionally if they were in your position? Now, say those things to yourself. Again, always easier said than done. Um, This is a really cool process if you'll let yourself do it. And you can find these four steps on a printable page that you can put in your journal or up at your desk, playgrounding.com slash 43. You'll see it at the top of the page. There's cute little animals, Um, but you don't have to sign up for anything. Just grab it and go. Um, Yeah. Anyway, accepting your emotions. Lucky for me, this past week, an article came out in Psychology Today on this exact topic. It's called Your Emotions Don't Care About You by Dr. Hal Shorey. I'll link to it in the show notes for sure, but I'll start off with a little reading from his article. Most of us have heard it said that people are emotional beings. With few exceptions, we experience a range of emotions on a daily basis. We wake up with them and we go to sleep with them at night. Sometimes we experience strong emotions that scream out to us to give them our attention and spur us to action. Your emotions tell you that if you take action at their bidding, your pain will go away. I've heard that voice before. You will feel less angry. You will no longer be jealous and no longer anxious or feeling abandoned. Or that if you heed their call, you will realize pleasure and passion like you've never known. But how many times have you heard of someone destroying themselves and their families and children in the interest of quenching an insatiable longing? And how many of you have expressed your anger only to have your anger and conflict intensified? or demanded reassurances, or made accusations, or tried to hold someone only to have your worst fears of abandonment realized. Why, you ask yourself? 
The reason is, Dr. Shori says, your emotions don't care about you. Many of us feel our emotions so strongly that they seem undeniable and we accept them as truth, yet emotions are only our body's way of providing us with data about the world around us. You've got to read the rest of this article. It's so good. And I've never heard it put so succinctly and in a way that hits home so fast. Your emotions don't care about you. Um, I like to think of my emotions like an itch. Sometimes I have an itch because of an insect bite or I'm wearing itchy fabric. I don't know. Sometimes an itch just comes out of nowhere. There's no bite. Nothing happens. It's just a sudden itch. It's like a glitch. (laughs) I look at my hand where it's itching and there's literally no sign that anything's wrong. But it's undeniably there. Um, And then there is the third kind of itching I like to think about. When I was little, I had chicken pox. My entire body was covered with itchy spots. And in that case, my itching was a signal of an actual disease, of an actual serious problem. And in almost all cases, scratching the itch can lead to more damage than whatever it was that caused the itch in the first place. To your skin, anyway. I mean, do you see where I'm going with this? Sometimes emotions just emerge for no reason at all, like those weird itches in the middle of the night. They can seem super intense, but you look and there's nothing there. Um, But did that mean they didn't exist? They just happened. Sometimes our itches are telling us that something happened, like daily stuff. Um, The insect bites that maybe are an angry customer who made you feel bad on the phone or that moment when you get to leave work early and you're really excited. These are, you know, the itch happens for a reason and we understand why. Some emotions are indicators that something else is going on, Um, something serious like chicken pox of our souls or I don't know. But maybe those emotions, when we feel overwhelmed, maybe there's anxiety or depression, and maybe there's a lot more going on underneath. The other thing emotions have in common with itches is that we get to choose if we take action or not. We don't have to scratch. We can remind ourselves that these emotions are not telling you what to do, they just are. And if you have a really bad insect bite or chicken pox, or you probably have gone through that process of not scratching yourself, and it's hard, but you know it's good for you not to, and you just learn to ignore the itch. Um, and for instance, this actually just happened to me making this episode. Um, I was feeling incredible amounts of fear and misgivings about doing this podcast today, and it came out of nowhere. Um, Yesterday, I was editing the interview with Stacy, and I stopped suddenly. I had this overwhelming feeling of doom, and it was just the feeling, I knew it was just an itch, but I couldn't shake it. I Yeah, um, Dr. Shorey goes on in the article to explain how our brains do have an agenda with these feelings. And sometimes it's hard to deny that agenda. It's to stay alive and to procreate. And somehow my brain was telling me that there was something that was life-threatening to me in doing this podcast. And it processed a signal that something was really scary and I should stop, even though it's something I love. But anyway, I took a break. And before I got started again, I went through meditation with rain in my journal. And I'm telling you, this process has been such a huge part of my life. It's really helped me understand my mind. And it's a tool that I don't have to feel like I'm at the mercy of these emotions. 
So the next step next week is to investigate what the existence of these emotions might mean. Like, what limiting beliefs do we hold about ourselves or others? But this week, I just want you to let this sink in. It's not easy. When that hornet's nest mind hits you, it can be hard. So what I really want you to do is take out some oven mitts, virtual oven mitts, put them on, wrap duct tape around your wrists so you can't take them off. That's what my mom did for me when I had chicken pox. Um, Just try to keep yourself from scratching your emotional itches this week. Just keep taking the time to recognize your feelings. Just stop your day. If you're feeling overwhelmed, just stop for a minute and just What am I feeling right now? And just go through it and try to identify those feelings. And then remember, accept that you're having those feelings. And it's at the point now where when I get to step two, after I've identified them, the process of accepting them feels kind of like a, it just feels like, okay, there it is. I am no longer doing the work of making sense out of them. And it's a physical sensation for me when I do that. And I hope that you feel that that's what I want for everyone who's dealing with these kinds of things. Um, Just remember, they're not right or wrong. They don't tell you what to do. They just are. And as Dr. Shori said, they don't care about you. But I do, and your friends do, and I hope you do too. Um, So go read his full article. Find the link at playgrounding.com slash 43, as well as the principal page with rain meditation. You can use it as a journal prompt, which I highly recommend. However, it works best for you. Next week, investigate our feelings, and investigate is a fox. Thanks for joining me this week for Playgrounding. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and now YouTube as well, if that's where you like to have your playlist. So wherever you get your podcast, you'll probably find me there. If you like what you hear, please leave me a review and help me get the word out. I'd really appreciate it. See you next Wednesday.